That Force Radio. That Force Radio is rated M for mature. Or should that be immature? Hey guys, Dustin Wint. Hey, this is Scott Snyder. This is Paul Dini. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. You're listening to Bat Force Radio. This is Tom King. I write Batman Bitch. And this is Bat Force Radio. Welcome back to DC Dang, Comics. Jesus. Again. <laughs> <That's the image. laughs> Welcome back to Bat Force Radio, the DC Batman podcast with no limits. We have a very, very special show today. We are broadcasting live from uh, DC headquarters in Burbank, California. Let's go around the roundtable real quick. I'm Tom, Bat Force Tom from uh, Southern California. We got Robert D. Cross in Canada. What's up? We got Legends Lego Batman in California. Oh, cheers. At the Bat Force Times in New York. And our very special, amazing guest today. We've been trying to get this guy since probably the incarnation of this podcast. So what, five years now? Four. Four years. And um, I think since day one, this is the person that we've been wanting to talk to. We used to make a joke saying, get Jim Fletcher on line one. <laughs> Well, now we have him. We got now, Jim now Fletcher. Let's get him offline one. <laughs> Jim, Jim Fletcher, DC Collectibles line one. Welcome to the show, Jim. Hey, Woo! Everybody. Yeah. Bat Force Jim. Yeah, here you go. Bat Force Jim. Nice. So, Jim, uh-huh. how are you doing? Good, man. Thanks for coming up here today. It's, of course. It, I'm glad we finally got to get this done. I've been looking forward to talking to you guys for a long time. That's a lie, but thank you for saying that anyway. <laughs> uh, no, like I said, we've been huge fans for, for very, many, uh, very many years. Um, since before you guys moved over to L.A., um, what was that like, by the way? So coming from New York, right? Yep. Moving over to LA. Now you're in Burbank. That was a gigantic move. That was a big move. It was a really exciting move uh, because when the company wanted to bring us all out here uh, to be closer as one big studio, it was a really great opportunity for, especially the collectibles team, because you know all the stuff we were working on at that time was all connected to movies and TV. Yeah. And everything's out here. So it was pretty cool. I've been out here a bunch on business trips and stuff, but living here is, is totally different. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's one thing. It's one thing to, you know, move a job and have to come across, you know, country, but like, you're not just moving away from any old place. You're moving away from New York, yeah. which is like a central hub of culture. My, and- my, my window actually back in New York, right across the street from me was David Letterman's giant face. Like that was right literally out my window. <laughs> oh man. And the thing I probably missed the most about there is the Thanksgiving parade used to run right down the street under our, under the office window. So you wow. would look at the parade from up like five stories up. Wow. So you're seeing the balloons from a totally different angle. And of course you can go inside. It's not freezing cold. We brought bagels and stuff. And we just sit there wow. watching the parade. That was, that was pretty cool. That's that, awesome. that is awesome. But now you have a cemetery. <laughs> it's the same same side. Right. So yeah. right across is the uh, one thir- is it the one thirty four and the cemetery. I don't Forest lawn. Too far. I'm gonna say yes. <laughs> Ronnie James Dio is actually <laughs> buried over there. <laughs> I didn't know that I actually haven't visited this yet. Yeah. Are the cemetery balloons better or worse? The cemetery yeah. what, what color? Depends <laughs> on what we're celebrating. <laughs> we wanna get to all the awesome stuff that you guys make, but um do you guys want to do a lightning round first? Ooh, lightning round. So what do I go first? We normally do it last because, you know, it's something to get to know you better. But then we found that 
once we start doing the lightning round, everyone loosens up. So like, mm. it's really dumb to have it at the end. Let's put it at the front. Yeah, let's, let's do it. So right. uh, we lightning, had lightning landed up. All right, let's, let's do it. Let's give them the main question we always have for Jim and everyone. And I know this answer. So you're our own native boy here, but New York style pizza or Chicago deep dish pizza? Oh, please. With that New York accent, what else are we going to pick? Clearly New York pizza. Come on. <laughs> Plain yeah. or peanut M and M's? Oh, that's a good one. Uh, actually, I do prefer the peanut M and M's. Nice, there you go. my man. All right. My man. Now, All right. there it is. Now, if you could have dinner with one human being that existed throughout history, dead or alive, who would it be? Jack Kirby. Whoa, oh wow! Nice. That's true. I. That's why I'm actually in this position. I grew up tracing Jack Kirby drawings when I was a kid. That all the stuff he's created for both companies, Marvel and DC. I'm like. Uh, and I, I at one point had a chance to buy his artwork, but I didn't have any money. So it wasn't really a chance, I guess. <laughs> but I'm like, oh, man, that would be so cool. And at that point, it was like, I don't know, $300 or whatever, 400 bucks. And I'm like, Jesus. I'm oh, like, boy. man, who, who has that kind of money at that time? So I didn't do it. But that guy is my absolute hero. And the reason I'm here is because of all reading his stuff. Like Thor was my jam when I was a kid. Mm. All that early Marvel stuff is what got me where I am today. So they're, they're my, so that's a good question. But that's, that's awesome. And this is the first time anyone said Jack Kirby, actually. That, that's that. true. Yeah, that's. And we've talked to a lot of comic book artists, which is kind of sad. Uh, <laughs> Jim just put them all the get, get me on the phone with them. I'll straighten that out. Right. Now, if you could have uh, one superpower, what would it be? Oh, boy, that one. Uh, <laughs> Answering interview questions perfectly. <laughs> Is that a superpower? It, it could be. Okay, yeah. let's go with that. What was the best piece of advice you have ever received and who gave it to you? Uh, the best piece of advice I got was from a man that said, for God's sakes, don't go on that bat force thing. That's the best piece of advice. That's what's just taking so long to get this set up. That's hilarious. And that advice was from everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, actually, I mean, uh, probably the best piece of advice was uh, in the toy manufacturing world, everything's, you know, the deadlines are crazy. It's like the fashion industry. Everything's always late. Everything's going to be done. And really my boss, when I first really got into toys was always like, just don't panic. Like whatever's going to, like we're not doing, it's not like we're saving people's lives, you know, that kind of thing. So whatever goes wrong, just like, just try to deal with that without freaking out. That's probably the best advice I got. Yeah. I'll try not to freak I'll try not to freak out on this interview. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> no, you're fine. That's all I so got my It's only been like two minutes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one thing that we do with the lightning round is we have each guest leave a question. So since we're doing it this time, you're going to get an advantage. So we'll give you the question that was left for you, but we'll wait until the end and give you time to come up with your question. Oh, nice. Okay. I think I said we're going to let each guest leave, and then that was it. I'm like, wow. That was <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, last night we spoke with Joe Mana. Oh, he's awesome! I love Joe. He's great. Yeah. He left a he left a question for you. Why did I think he worded it? Why is Joe Mana so cool? Oh, I thought I was gonna say, "Where's my payment?" <laughs> <laughs> Why is Joe Mana so cool? That is a good question. Okay, Joe is interestingly with Joe. He's was a really early adapter to the 3D sculpting technology. And when we first started doing that, there wasn't a lot of people that we turned to. And Joe was a guy that we uh, went to really early. And he basically gave us a whole, when uh, George was still here, he gave us a whole lesson about how this stuff could be used. 
all the advantages of the technology, all of that stuff. Wow. And that's why when we hire Joe, we actually say it's Joe time. Wow. So, and then we get to say it's Joe time. I mean, that's pretty cool when you're hiring, <laughs> when you're hiring somebody. But Joe Men is great. He's been really helpful. And a lot of people look up to him as a, uh, you know, with his talent for all the digital sculpting. So that's why Joe Men is so cool. He was really super helpful for us, in, instrumental in growing our 3D sculpting technology. Um, something that's very big that is a milestone for you guys here at DC Collectibles, you being um, the, you know, the, the big hot head honcho over at DC Collectibles, the name that we want to talk to. Um, you're over 100 statues now in the black and white line. And that was a big thing for San Diego Comic-Con that um, you guys had this huge, awesome display at the Comic-Con Museum in San Diego. Um, I know in New York, <clears throat> you guys also had uh, a reveal of an armored statue for Frank Miller from The Dark Knight Returns. Um, so just, I, I think arguably maybe some of the two favorites from a lot of people are the two new ones you have that you've just announced, which are the Todd McFarlane and that Frank Miller that are yeah. coming out. What's it like for you guys now looking at over a hundred statues of that line, thinking back to where it's come from and, and where it is now and kind of where you want to go with it? Well, first of all, like those two in particular, both those creators have been great to work with. I mean, we work with a lot of people. I mean, everybody's been great. Usually when we bring somebody into the Batman black and white statue line they're super jazz like oh my god that's so cool you know now that the lines <clears throat> hit that 100th mark even more people know about it but um again you know being in this field this is that i'm even working with frank miller on anything yeah. like when, when that dark knight book first came out i'll never forget when i bought it and i'm just like what is this it kind of got me back into comics again so it was so out there one of my local retailers i was living in hoboken at the time was like you got to pick this thing up it's freaking great. i'm like okay sure and, you know, and then you're in an industry where you're literally working like, with people like this on their own stuff, you know, and uh, um, Frank Miller really liked that statue. We brought it to him in New York. He, he, he liked the way the, uh, the sculpt was done. This guy Alterton sculpted it. It was really fantastic. So that was great. Uh, Todd McFarlane, we had been talking to him for, uh, I don't know, four years, maybe on and off about doing a statue but you know we didn't work here it's not like a dc thing but we could have used his artwork anyway because we had the you know the cover that's based on so we could have just done it but i wanted him to be more involved in just saying i'm i'm making this if you like it or not so he signed on to be a licensee for the company i'm like now hey there now we're in the same family now we can yeah. actually do it. he's like yep great and yeah. weirdly we didn't know where we were going to go with the hundredth step the hundredth statue we knew it was coming but we're like, uh, who's that going to be? Because right. we're, pre we're pretty deep in. We thought we hit all the milestone artists, and we're like, oh, my God, I don't know who's – there's still a lot of cool people left to do, but the 100th one is, like, such a big deal. And then we realized we never actually finished that project. And then when everything worked out great. The timing was perfect, um, and he stepped up. He um, really got involved in the project with our sculptor, John Matthews, and it looks pretty amazing. Yeah. But that that project is it's a really great representation of what DC collectibles should be doing, what we're all about. Taking the 2D art, making it the 3D versions of it and and putting it out there. It's like a, you know, it's a continuation of the storytelling right. that DC is, yeah. is so well known for. We're taking that out and it's like pulling stuff out of the comic right. and sticking it on your desk. Another thing that you guys do that um, is really something that's I think uh, unique that I I think more people should be doing it, more companies should be doing it, but that for whatever reason they don't, is you guys make a very strong point to put the designer mm -hmm. and the sculptor right on the side of the box. 
So when people pick it up and they buy it, they know who's who's you know who's involved in the process of it. And you know they they probably if they didn't know who the designer or the sculptor is, that'll kind of lead them to looking at more stuff that they've done. Yeah. Um, what is it? Uh, where where was that as far as like who thought of that and why do you want to put so much of a spotlight on those people? That was built into DC Collectibles really early on. I've been here almost the entire way for DC Collectibles, but not right in the beginning. And George Brewer who founded the department <clears throat> actually brought that element into the into the products. Um, the thinking was, look, we're actually DC. We're DC employees. We're an extension of, of the properties. So, you know, they put their names in the comic book. So why shouldn't you put them on this other stuff? Yeah. And the sculptors, all the guys that are in, and women that we use sculpting are just amazing. I mean, it, it, we wouldn't have be able to do our job without them. I mean, they, they are so talented and there's ways they can pick up all the details and all the innuendos of the drawings. Um, we really thought they should get credited on the box because that's that, that's the whole thing. Because even when um, a lot of times uh, when you look at just the gray models when they come in, that's looking at it as pure rawest form. There's no paint. There's no. It hasn't been the China. The production process hasn't been applied yet. So it's like that's really just a sculptural piece of art. And yeah. That's why even I like the Batman black and white stuff. Actually, just going back to that for a minute. That's pretty much as close as it gets. Yeah to just producing a gray model because it's almost, almost monochromatic anyway. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it just seemed like a great way to celebrate the artist even further and then give credit where it's due, you know. Yeah. <laughs> seemed like, it seemed like a normal thing to do. Yeah. Other people have done it too. I think NECA puts a lot of that stuff on the box. Mm -hmm. um, Sideshow promotes their talent, but not everybody does it. Yeah, yeah. on the box, like right there on the side. So mm -hmm. it's like, it's very, very clear. And it's, it's no question that you guys treat those creators very, very well, because, you know, if a lot of those guys have Instagram accounts or social media, Twitter, and they're constantly putting up posts of like, you know, how you guys will send them an actual physical piece of what they've worked We've on. We've been doing that for the entire time. Yeah. And, and it's funny because you'd think, well, it's with other jobs, you know, you're working in the field and, and you're seeing something all day long, you're working on it month in, month out, and then you're kind of sick and tired of it. But these, it seems like everyone loves it when they get this thing they've been working on. They can actually hold it. They're very proud of it. And they display it just like fans, yeah. you know. And we do the same thing. All our art directors, you know, it is, it's a long process. It's almost a year and some sometimes getting something from a drawing all the way to the yeah. final production. And when even when the samples come in from overseas, we're like, it's like Christmas, like every week. Right. And sometimes, you know, you've worked on it. And it's a, a year's gone by. And I'm saying like, oh, hey, here it is. It actually came back here. It's. That's pretty cool. That's a really great feeling. Right. Maybe that's why we like it so much. It's like giving ourselves Christmas presents yeah. week, weekly. Well, you walk through the office and it's like, it, I, I was saying, I was like, man, I would never be able to walk in and walk <laughs> out of here without like stopping and looking at everything. I was looking at your desk and I saw something that was a prototype that hasn't been released. I'm pretty sure you probably can't talk about it, but it's something that I'm looking at. I'm like, I know what that is. I know it's designed after, but it's totally different. And that's the only one that's ever been made. You're like, yeah, that's the only one that's ever been made. Yeah. And they'll never make that ever again. No, they won't. I'm like, oh. And you're like, yeah, it's just there. I'm like, okay. And it's, but it's amazing. It's amazing the process that goes into kind of creating this stuff. And a lot of, that's what I think a lot of consumers don't understand is that you guys, you know, you pour your whole heart and soul into something and you're so close to it being the source from where it comes from. They don't really understand how much uh, work you guys are involved with from the very design to the yeah. end of the production. So it's the whole run. DC yeah. Collectibles is a self-contained, it's a small toy right. company inside DC. Yeah. So yeah, we do everything from either generating the art ourselves or commissioning it out or whatever, 
through every single step of the way. And a lot of other teams are involved here. Right. It's not just, you know, the design team, but there's, you know, there's, there's logistics, there's, we have a team over in Hong Kong, we have a whole bunch of people that yeah. really make the whole thing come together. Yeah. But um, yeah, and it's, and it's upsetting when stuff doesn't make it all the way through. I mean, I've been in the industry besides here for a long time. I've pitched a lot of ideas out and, you know, they don't, they don't all get made. Mm-hmm. And that always sucks when that happens, but there's usually a lot of different reasons for that. Um, yeah. But not because nobody doesn't like them. Right. Sometimes it just doesn't, right. for whatever reason, either doesn't resonate yeah. or it's too expensive or right. whatever. There's, there's so many factors involved in, in making any product. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, when it, when it doesn't, it's, uh, luckily for a DC uh, Direct and DC Collectibles, it's rare we make something and then don't make it. Like we show something and don't make it. And I know it's happened in the past a few times, but if you do a, if you counted all the projects we've ever made over the last 20 years, it's a super small amount that actually have never been produced. Right. right. And that's great because that doesn't happen everywhere. Yeah. Um, can you talk a little bit about the, cause um, you know, we we're big action figure guys. We're big statue guys. We love posting everything you guys have, you know. Yeah, you guys have been great, by the way, so oh. thanks for all that. Well, oh. you're called the Bat Force, so. <laughs> Thank you guys, <laughs> you know, for, for all your hard work. Um, and, again, you know, we're press, but we're fans, really, that just kind of stumbled in. I mean, and, we're we're guys who work at it, and we're fans. Yeah, so, so that's why we like different each other Different sides so much. of the mic. Yeah. So, so I think a lot of people don't understand, you know, the process. Um, consumers don't understand the process of what it takes mm. to have this figure and idea and – you know, you go from one figure and then you want to do like a whole line or a whole series, you know, and we'll have something that you guys have. and We'll put it out, you know, whether it's something like the animated series line or if it's like a specific scale of like an icons or a DC Essentials figure. Right. And there's action figure heads out there that like they want everything. So we'll put out something and we'll post something and they'll get very excited about it. And then there's always kind of some guys that are going to pop, you know, pop off and have some sort of like critique or, or something saying, you know, why can't they do this line? Why can't they do that line? Why can't they do these characters? And they don't understand that you guys aren't like Mattel with like a hundred million different molds that can just make these things like like by the millions, right? And the thing is the quality is going to lack because of that. Well, we also don't, and that's a good, we also don't do a lot of, of um, series where we're reusing pieces. Like uh, when we were doing, well, for a long time, we were doing a very specific um, artist toys. Mm-hmm. You know, but, and one of the few times we actually got to reuse a bike when we did the Jack Kirby line, which unfortunately didn't sell almost at all. But when we did the line, Crazy. We were looking at ways because of the Kirby body types, you could actually reuse a couple of like pieces, like the torso, the, you know, the squared off figure hand. So we rebuilt two lines out of that and reused it. But a lot of times you can't. Like I remember a very specific line that Death of Bruce Wayne figures when Darkseid, you know, kills him, but not really, and sends him into these, all these adventures. There's a pirate Batman, there's right. a crusade, you know, there's all these different Batmans. You can't reuse anything, they're yeah. all such specific designs. And that's that's an expensive proposition, you know. It's it's a, you have to do all the tooling and it's you know all these steel molds and everything. And it's very uh, it's not as easy as just yeah. And we're not making huge runs like DC Collectibles isn't. We don't sell anything to mass. We're not in the business of making a hundred thousand action figures. Mm-hmm. So I would love to make every single character ever <laughs> if I could. Um, and when lines like the Batman animated series comes out, that's like 50 something figures. That's a long line. Plus the bat, the Batmobile, plus the Batwing, plus that, the Batcave. I mean, that was a very impressive run. 
And that's the fact we got people like Creeper in there and Ventriloquist. I mean, that, okay, right. We didn't get Clock King and we didn't get Red Claw and we didn't get a number of these other people. I mean, it's funny. I know you can't see on camera. Bruce Okay, that's another one. I don't know who is he anyway. I'm not sure the character. (laughs) But yeah, the whole, we we have a huge whiteboard, which you can't see here in our office. We fill up this whole board with every single Batman animated character we could possibly think of. We will, like, that version of Batman is so many people's favorite Batman. That show was amazing when it came out and everything. We brought Paul Dini into helping us develop it and make sure everything was, you know, the way he was envisioning it. And, and again, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That with Paul Dean, just like, hey, man, yeah. hey, we're making this and that. And he's like, yeah, and give us some information. But um, that's a long run of toys. I mean, going further than that is impressive for even a big toy company. Right. That line went on for years, almost since we've been out here. So... Um, and then we extended it doing those new the new adventures. Uh, and with the reason we went into the um, that kind of reimagined new world is because we were getting to the point where I don't know if we can move enough units, frankly, of these mm-hmm. other characters. Mm-hmm. I just don't think you know people are going to go buying enough of them that where we can actually afford to make them. Yeah. But we thought if we went back and revisited characters that were created after the show but then extremely popular, that's a kind of a cool way right. to go back into that, you know, that universe. Right. What is something that you want fans to know if they like something, if they want to see more of it, what can they do to kind of see that go on? Because I know it's easy for someone to say, I like that. I, I want them to make a ton of it, but they're not going to go and buy it. It's like, well, you're not really contributing to the process. Well, I mean, who knows who's going to go out and buy 3,000 of one? Yeah. <laughs> Great. That's the, that's the easy answer. Right. Yeah. You can go out and buy 5,000 figures yourself. Yeah. I got that commitment today from anybody. <laughs> I will make Red Claw right now. Right. Someone's going to guarantee me they're going to buy five thousand of them mm. themselves. Yeah, but it's it's really sale, Jim. <laughs> uh, <laughs> special price it. only to, on today's episode. Ooh, bad force, yeah. bad force discount. But the, the really, I mean, you know, <laughs> we we do. I mean, we read, we read our uh, we we read about the fans post. We go to Stature Forum. We read, you know, we go to our own um, you know Instagram, Facebook. We do read what people are writing, uh, and I. You know, being a collector of a lot of things, unfortunately, for the rest of my family and and fans of all this myself, it's, you know, what can people do? I mean, pre-order, is that the easiest I mean, pre-ordering obviously just gives us an indication of how things are doing. So when the orders go out, I mean, if we, again, we don't cancel a lot of stuff, but that does happen. If the orders don't come in, I mean, it just boils down to basic math Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. so it's hard to say what people can actually do besides just keep telling us how you feel. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, and just, you know, writing in, we want <laughs> just, get I mean, we, we, <laughs> who cares how they feel, Jim? Well, me, and I'm, you guys there, can I'm, tell I'm there, I'm really, I'm there with people that want more of these toys. I mean, I, I love this job. I would make as many characters as I, as humanly possible, right? but it's just not always logical in some yeah. cases. Yeah. So, so I think, you know, for me, what I, what I, you know, I'm, I'm a huge uh, band guy. I love following bands, love following music. Mm. And they say the best way to do it is buy direct, go to their shows, buy sure. a ticket, buy a t-shirt. So whenever we post something from you guys, I always say buy direct, you know, pre-order from your local comic yeah, that's shop, the best thing. you know, cause that helps with the comic shop and also helps with you guys getting the orders in at the comic shop and then the website, you know, go to the website. And then once you go to the website, you're going to see other stuff you like anyway. I mean, it's a lot of stuff out there. And we'll talk yeah. about music later because I really want to hear oh, what you like. Cool. All right. Okay. And we'll do a little switch and I'll interview you about bands. There we go. Okay. Mine might be too scary. It's the murder death music, but like, Ooh, okay. might be into some That's of that cool. stuff. Look but... what I'm wearing. I have a skull shirt. I was going to say, a James Groman monster. Face. I almost, I almost, I, it's, I'm glad you brought it up because it's intimidating to like, 
I didn't even try to like dress up because I knew that you were going to be wearing something awesome. But, you know, I feel like I was like, man, because every time I see you, the first time I think I ever saw you was at Comic-Con. Oh, man, it was like 2009 or whatever. And the reason I knew, I knew it was you is because you were wearing like a Batman like tuxedo. Oh, that thing. Yeah. yeah, but it was like really <laughs> loud and Batman awesome. Tuxedo. Oh. And I'm like, what yeah. is, I go, where did you get that? I can't even remember what you told me. But it was like the coolest thing I've ever seen. And ever since then, I feel like you try to up yourself. Like at the conventions, to try to see what else you can. I kinda... think the best thing I've made so far is the action figures tuxedo. Oh man, that was that. I burned Whoa. my head so bad with glue gun. Oh my god! So basically, I decided one year just to go all out. So I was sitting in a restaurant, and all of a sudden, I'm like, "That's what I have to make." So I basically went to a thrift store in town, um, and I bought a this kind of old waiter uh, kind of jacket. And I came back to the office and we have a whole, uh, I mean, for you action figure fans, what's really cool, we have a whole red bin room full of every figure we've ever made. And in some cases, we have a bunch of them lying all over the floor because there's too many. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to take all these and make something. So I designed it on this napkin at the, uh, at my, when I was eating dinner, I just brought all this, this stuff to my house. And my wife was like, what on earth is all this? crap do i'm like i'm gonna build a suit for a comic-con she's like that's nice so basically the whole back of it had this giant action figure display and they went all over the arms i put glitter up on the shoulders i made a set of glasses to wear with it and they even have like these mariachi pants they kind of went down the side of the pants uh and the whole time i'm doing interviews at the show and people are like oh who, who are you dressed up as i'm like uh, i'm just, just me damn it wearing. Yeah. Me, damn it. That was yeah. a good answer. Was so it that, actual action figures or was it printed on there? No, there were actually action figures. And I mean, that thing weighed a ton because it was just Holy full hell. of... It was full of... <laughs> if, I, if I can ever find a picture, I'll send it over to you guys. It was, it was pretty impressive. Uh, unfortunately, what I didn't think about is... So I wear it around the, most of the convention. I get home and I'm like, oh my God, how do you wash this? Oh, well, you no. don't because it's Damn. all glue and plastic. And I'm like, oh, well, now what? One time use. Yeah. So it's sitting in my garage someplace. I don't know. I just, it's going to be really scary when somebody finds it one day. There's no way that's going to be a good find for somebody. I would get buried in that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking for a lot of parts because I also have to cut figures apart and do all this other stuff. Right, but the, the like little like, like weapons were all arranged in rows and there were bat, um, man bat heads and man bat wings made different shapes. Wow. How many man hours did that take? Uh, wow, probably about a week. I think. Jesus, and a lot, a lot of I, I lost. I probably don't have any fingerprints left because of all the glue gun burns. I can stripped it, stripped it all off. So you not so you don't just do that when you're you don't make action figures and leave that here. You go home and you make suits out of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, you need a vacation. I think. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Let me know when I can pre-order one of those suits, Jim. Thanks. <laughs> okay, I have one old smelly one you can pre-order right now. <laughs> never never washed. Gently worn. There gently it is. Gently used. Um, <laughs> I know you've had a ton of interviews since the summer. All the cons you do, all the, all the conventions and everything. Everyone's always asking you questions about probably the same question over and over again. What is coming out but that... But it's fun to answer them all differently. Oh, that's true. So you don't know what it's like the Joker's origin from the Batman movie. You don't know what it's who knows? <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it was all a dream. Who yeah. knows? So yeah. Maybe that's all this whole thing is. <laughs> it's probably what it is. Wow, getting really metaphysical with this interview. You're starting to scare me yeah, with that. Going going deep. What what is what is something that you definitely want to talk about that has either just been announced since uh, the summer, since New York, um, that you can't stop talking about it, that you're very proud of, 
that you really want people to know about? I mean, you brought up earlier the, Bat, the Batman black and white thing is such a huge deal for the whole team, really, that works at DC Collectibles, because that has been such a... I mean, first of all, nobody could have seen that coming, right? There's no way you start a line and plan 15 years later, you're going to be hitting number 100. So that was a real... Um, Real labor of love for the design team and everybody else that worked on just to, to get to a milestone like that yeah. might be some kind of record. I'm, we're still trying right. to look into right. it. It probably is. I don't know what the what yeah. the category. It's definitely a record for black and white statues. I don't know if that that counts. We'll have to make. I think it, it definitely does. But um, that's a big deal. Actually, what I was really happy that we showed the two at the show was we had a um, we did a Harley statue based on the Breaking Glass book that just came out. Mm. It's a really mm. great sculpt. Of that is. Uh, a great job. There's the um, the Alex Ross Batman that we showed just recently in New York. It's been a while since we've gone back and tapped into some of that work, but that was a big, huge designer series statue sculpted by Joe Mena. Maybe. Nice. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Big shout see, out. See how we brought super happy about that one. Yeah. Circle. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a really – Joe, actually, we were talking about that the other day. He thinks it's one of the best things he's actually ever sculpted. Wow. That's awesome. It's it's beautiful. The piece is great. Yeah. Um. Uh, we also on the panel showed a great Capullo, Batman Black and White, mo- that owl monster. Oh, my God. Oh, I, yeah, that one's yeah. amazing. I've been – since I saw that cover, I wanted to do that statue. I'm like, oh, man, that's the coolest thing. And what's fun about that one is there is another case where we don't always get all the information we want to sculpt something. That had only been drawn on the cover. I think inside the panel there's maybe like another shot sort of. But it's like a weird dream, you know, weird sequence. And Gene St. Gene, who's a sculptor, is like, okay, well, that's the top half. Like, what yeah. <laughs> What do his feet look like? I'm like, hmm, that's a good question. So he said, can I just try something? So he basically blocked out the feet, and we sent it to Greg Capullo. And we're like, and like, how about that? Does that make any sense? He's like, yeah, that's cool. Just go ahead and finish <laughs> it. And then we showed it to him and Scott at San Diego. And they're like, yeah, that's perfect. Blah, blah, blah. So I'm really excited about that. And actually, one of my... The, one of the things I wanted to do the most since I'd been here, it didn't come out right now, but we got to do that Dark Knight Returns cover where Batman's all beat up. Yes. And like, I, since I walked in the door, I'm like, I have to do a statue of that. That just gritty, badass Batman where he's all beat up, but he's still ready to go. Yeah. I was really happy about that piece. That's yeah. Sean Matthews. I still need one of those. That's super cool. You should get that one. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I would like, shout out to Amanda because, you know, um, we got that one, and I, I remember, oh, man, so much of your stuff, like, honestly, pictures do not do it justice. I've heard know? that from a lot of people. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. And we have a really good like, photographers here. It's just it's just not the same thing. Right. You, you got you to go to the comic shops. You got to go to the conventions for the displays you guys put out. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to look at this stuff in person because that that piece specifically, you know, it's so immortalized in that one image from yeah. the, the comic. But seeing it in a, in a, in a three, I'm sorry, what? four-dimensional, whatever you want to call it, get specific. More, more than a comic. Right. <laughs> having it having it in your hand and looking at all the aspects of it and seeing how the light hits off of it and how, you know, the, the shading and all that, it's amazing. And it's, to be honest with you, black and whites, everything included, that's probably one of my favorite things you guys have ever done. I agree. That yeah. John Matthews sculpted that piece. And I and I know we talked about doing it a long time ago. It was just there wasn't a – for whatever reason, it just didn't seem to fall into place for what we wanted to do. Right. And now we have this designer series statue line. And when he, when I told him we were going to work on that, like, he was like, finally. <laughs> so he, he nailed that thing. That right. was, and funnily enough, that's one. And John's mostly digital now, but I asked him to go back and do it traditionally. 
Wow. I'm like, I'm, just because it's so crunchy, I just wanted that, you know, that feel. And he just, he just crushed that. So, that so there's, that was actually the traditional sculpting mm-hmm. for that piece specifically? Yeah. Wow. And, wow. And we do, same with the owl monster, that's traditional. So we don't always just use digital sculptors. We, we, we use the sculptors that we think are the best for the job. Right. And I don't care if they sculpt that out of toothpicks as long as it looks like, you know, <laughs> like the way we want it to look. Yeah. So we're not against using traditional. We use a combination of, of okay. both. That's amazing. Is there, is there like a, what goes into the thought with one versus the other? Well, sometimes it's um, when we have guys we've been using a long time, like John Matthews, Jack Matthews. It's funny they both have the, almost the same name and the same birthday, but they're not related. But anyway, those <laughs> those two guys, Joe Mena. I mean, there, there's a ton of guys we've been using a, a long time with Paul Harding on a lot of, and I don't want to, not not name drop everybody, but there's a lot of people we've been using for a long time. And sometimes they'll even come up and say, hey, can I work on this thing? And if it fits in with the line, something we're doing, we'll throw it on the schedule. There's a sculptor, Alterton, that actually just did that with something I wish I could talk to you about. Maybe you'll see it on my desk later. Ah, But he he actually sculpted a full piece and sent in pictures. He's like, what about this? Right. And I'm like, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> so that sometimes happens. But um, like, for instance, Gene with the Owl Monster. I worked on Gene for a long time back in New York on all the Warcraft stuff when we were doing all those toys. Super detailed, really complicated sculpting. And when you look at the way the, the Bat Monster is drawn, first of all, it's a monster. And Gene does a lot of monstery stuff. And I'm like, I know you can hit this because of all the stuff that he's done in, in the past. Um John Matthews has done everything from that Mike Mignola, Batman Black and White, to that new Frank Miller, you know, Dark Knight Returns. He's he's hit a lot of different styles that are, are tricky. And I mean, a lot of our sculptors, we we have to push the envelope on a lot of things. Like Paul Harding did the Klaus Janssen Batman Black and White. Yeah. I mean, that's a real different looking thing for him. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we we... Sometimes we'll team people up when we think the project makes sense for their skill set or things, stuff they're more comfortable with. But it's actually fun to throw things at people when they're like, oh, I haven't really tackled a project like that before and see where they go with it. Yeah. Yeah, it's very awesome to see like everyone's individual take on a piece mm-hmm. that it might be a challenge for them or might be right in their wheelhouse. But it usually always ends up coming out amazing either way. Yeah, I mean, like Jack, uh, like Jack Matthews, for instance, when we had the Stanley Lau, um, uh, the cover girls line with Stanley Lau. He did all. He did almost all those, and Tim Miller has done almost all the bombshells, for instance. So once also a sculptor gets in the groove of the project, we like to leave it with them. Um, I mean, on uh, on the bombshell, Sam Greenwell had to fill in, and, and Jack Matthews for a few, but Tim has set the look for the sculpts that um, Aunt Lucia did. So it's just great we can keep somebody on a project. You know, this is going to go on for years. Let's go. <laughs> You're going to yeah. get all these things. Uh, hey, just keep going. Good for them. Good for right. us. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. yeah. No weekends for me. We're going to go back there. We're going to make more suits of action figures right now until we're done. <laughs> and then come back next week. <laughs> yeah. so I have one on pre-order, I heard. Already, yeah. So, let's yeah. do let's do an action mm-hmm. figure tuxedo. No, let's do a black and white tuxedo with Ooh. black and white. Tuxedo. Actually, that would be. Well, yeah, we did make Batman black and white action figures because with resin statues, that'd be pretty tough. Right. That would just be or those mini or those mini figures you guys made. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's true. Well, those would be easy to make something out of. Ooh, you know, hey, we is, may have yeah. something. That's actually genius because <laughs> let me tell you, you guys saved me on that. I went in to pick up my comics, and um, my son, who's three years old, was with me. Um, which was already a bad idea to take him into a comic shop and not buy him something. <laughs> so I brought him into a uh, shout out to a shop called Quest. Um, but I was in there and they 
they love DC collectibles because they're always stocked with action figures and mm -hmm. statues. They're probably one of the better stores I know of that that has it on display yeah. and they always have figures. They always have everything from you guys. When I can't find things from other places, I usually go in there cause they have it. And, um, I was in there and my kid was looking at the wall of all the figures and he saw, um, the two pack of, no, it wasn't a two pack. It was a Batman expansion pack. He saw the Batman expansion pack from the animated series line. Oh, yeah, that was and then he saw the bat cycle from the I animated love that bat cycle. That was cool. Yeah. And so he grabbed the bat cycle. Dada mine. Smart kid. <laughs> yeah. I like that guy. And I'm looking at it and I go, oh, God. And I, I didn't have, I forgot how much cash I had on me, but I looked at it. And I'm like, okay, I really want this. Obviously, I really want this. Yeah, I'm good. like, but I looked at the price. I'm like, I can't get it right now. And then I go, you want a Batman toy? He goes, yeah. And then I saw the black and white minifigures that you guys have. Oh, and black they had hats, a yeah. box of them. You're right. And so I'm like, genius. So I grabbed like two of them and I go, what about these? And he was so excited that he got more than one. So he like grabbed them and then we got a Jim Lee and I think we got a uh, Jason Fabric out of it. But that's so genius because that's just another way of like offering something to somebody that might not know necessarily where it comes from. But you open it up, you look at it and it's like, oh, there's specific, uh, you know, artists that, that do this. Yep. There's bigger lines that I can get that that are, you know, this is based off of. So it's like another genius move. That was interesting doing something that's an impulse buy like that which we normally don't do that has not been our <clears throat> you know mo and the last time we did something at that price is probably scribble knots if anybody remembers those oh yeah I mean, that's the last time we, we probably did any toys like that that were at about the same price point so yeah. um yeah that was interesting to see all those statues being reduced because <clears throat> interestingly a lot of those aren't digital they, those were done a long time ago yeah so we had to go find them all and then scan them in and then we and get them all reduced overseas and then put them out there. But yeah. actually, the quality on those is is, is pretty good for yeah. the size of those toys. It paints really nice for something that's you know tiny. Right. And you can actually get those in stores that a lot of things can't get into. Like I think Target and Walmart carries those. Yeah, yeah, they've they've been in a couple of those stores. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's unusual. Like I said earlier, we don't. That's not usually where we go. Yeah. So. But another way to get these collectibles out yeah. there. And there's also the box that went to the retailers with Nightwing in it. But the first one was a bigger. There's like. A five of them in there i think or whatever there was like a whole box set of the black and white figures only yeah. it's only at the brick and mortar comic book specialty shops cool it's always always nice to give them a nod yeah what is that. something that you're sick and tired of people asking you about <laughs> wow sick and tired of asking me about yeah that's that is actually a harder question so i usually get what do you what do you like the most of what you've done but I don't know. You know, I'm so lucky to have a job like I have. I that's a really hard question. I mean, if you're sick and tired of doing this stuff, then you should probably stop doing it. <laughs> because I mean, seriously, we come in here every day. There's always something different to do. It's you never know what's going to hit you from a production point of view, or on, on, you know, working on some art thing, or art directing a piece, or or whatever. You know, doing stuff like this. You know, talking to you guys. I mean, why well, I didn't know this was coming. <laughs> I'm just saying. But you never know every day. And when you come in here and you're like, wow, this is so cool. I get to do this. I get to do that. I'm working with Jim Lee or any of these you know, super talented guys. Well, I've been, I've been here 16 years. And I don't, think, I don't actually think I'm sick of answering any questions or working on anything. I know that sounds like a pre-built answer. But I, it, I could talk about, like, you want to stay here all weekend? I'll do it. I mean, these these guys can go home and leave if you want. You know? <laughs> or maybe they, or actually one of them can and one of them can't. <laughs> but, right. but it's really there's nothing i'm just like oh god not that question again but it's funny because i've been in bands and 
that's an interesting thing when you're playing a song and you're going to play in front of a crowd and then they're like, oh, we want blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, so I know that feeling of it, but for the stuff I'm doing here, I don't actually have that reaction. Yeah. Not that we were, I was in any big bands, but we would have a following. And after a while, like, oh my God. I'm just so tired. That song was like three years ago. I don't want to play it again. People go, oh, oh, oh. yeah. So, not. But I can't think of anything here actually that's that great. I'm sick of talking about. That's good. That's, Look, that's... we're 100 Batman's in. I'm still talking about it. And yeah. I'm not like, oh God, don't ask me that question. Again. Exactly. Yeah. So it's it's nice to. I mean, that's that's what's nice about what you do is that there's so much variety and there's so many different like directions you guys go with statues, figures, mm-hmm. um, the the kind of designs you make the things that you're putting out, the lines that you have, it's not just one thing. You can get lost in, I mean, there's guys out there that probably, you know, they only collect the black and white series. Or We always talk about that, trying to figure out who is buying stuff. Because I, I agree with you. Some people are completists. I mean, I'm I'm lucky to have been here the whole time. I actually have every single Batman black and white myself. And a lot of the ones that went to the show are from my house because nobody, <laughs> nobody has them. Wow. Um, yeah. So that's that's that was tough to gather them all because we have like I don't know maybe more than half of them around the office. And we have to go onto people's desks and like <laughs> take their samples because we don't actually have them all anywhere. Wow! Because nobody ever thought we'd hit that. Like you know, archiving stuff like that takes a lot of room. Yeah. And we just never thought like yeah, yeah that'll get there one day. Right. Um, I just went totally off what I was talking about. No, thinking but, <laughs> about spe- like who buys a specific. Oh right, thanks. thanks for bringing me yeah. back in. But we don't know. I mean, Bombshells is a good example. I mean, when that line came out, it appealed instantly to the cosplay community. And a lot of the guys liked it as well. So I don't know. We don't know who actually is buying stuff like that. But that one hit a really good audience where both both you know, men and women really liked that line. And that did really well, probably because on the strength of, of that. So that was interesting. But yeah, there's definitely Batman people out yeah. there. I don't know if you guys know anything about that, but there's... <laughs> people that, that buy a lot of Batman stuff is people just buying our Harley red, white, and black statue lines. Probably, yeah. We've seen we've seen that. like there's there's a lot of people who love the black and white, and they're trying. I mean, a lot of not a lot, but there are some guys that have like every piece or who are trying to get every piece, um, or mm-hmm. you know they they just love the look of it, so they get you know their 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 display is based off the aesthetic of the black and white but um you guys make it hard to just collect one thing to be honest oh no, you're welcome yeah because a big one i think that i see a lot is the animated series line like like you said it's just beloved by so many people yeah and so many people like grew up with it um and it's how can you not that, that's why honestly i've tried to stay away from so much of to buy every single one because i knew the minute i started i wouldn't be able to stop that's a good example of one of those yeah, yeah. like and if it, i wasn't working here i might have bought all those yeah i mean the bat wing that's a big investment that's a big piece it's like the size of a kid's kitchen table. it's yeah. like you know it's this big and that the company believed in enough to sink it all the money to actually produce a toy like that really showed you how much they were everyone's behind that, that yeah. particular toy line. There's actually a, a perfect way of displaying that because everyone's like, where am I going to put it? You hang it off the ceiling with wires, yep. you know, and that's the best way to get it. Ours, yeah, ours is hanging off in the model shop off a string off yeah. the wall. That yeah. is the best way to put it up. Right. And then cut it. out a fake paper moon and put it next to it. Yeah, there's a, there's a guy on Instagram who made a display completely based off the animated series mm-hmm. stuff. I don't know if you've seen it, but he has his up top, and then he made like a cutout of That's, the background, and it looks amazing. super cool. And actually, that was fun. We have a few dioramas around here that I can walk around and show you later that we actually have you know, made for Toy Fair and stuff to reflect what was happening on the show. Yeah. Have you guys ever, I know you started to with the Superman versus Muhammad Ali and there was another piece. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oof. 
There's another piece that you had that was, uh, I think it's Batman vs. Doomsday, or Superman vs. Doomsday, where you were going to start doing, like, dioramas and stuff like that. Oh, the, uh, and the icon slot. Yeah. Right? Superman vs. Doomsday. Yeah, yeah. I, I had, like, a bunch of pieces. I had some yeah. rocks in there and laser beam eyes and all that yeah. stuff. Did you, have you ever thought of, oh, and then the, uh, the, the, bat, the bat cave is pretty much the same kind of thing, too. Yeah, it comes with the one that comes with Alfred and everything. Yeah, right. I'd like to do more Batman animated stuff like that, but, I mean, I, we, we tried to do the Joker mobile. Unfortunately, that didn't take off. Uh, uh, still, I'm still upset about that. I had that ordered. Where is that, by the way? It's uh, in my office. Is it? You can come see it. You can all make right. all your you guys super jealous. I'll come play with it in a little bit. Yeah. Oh, High, highest highest bid wins. <laughs> of course. <laughs> you know what? We're gonna make you. We're gonna make you guys that aren't here really mad. We're gonna shoot pictures of me and him playing with it in my office. Oh my god! I'm so jealous. <laughs> yeah. awesome. Are there are there any plans for a, a Nora animated series figure? Oh, that's a good one. We had actually discussed that a number of times. The only time we've actually made that when we did the um, uh, from the Arkham one of the Arkham video games, there's a, there's a Nora in a snow globe that's in uh-huh. Mr. Freeze's hand. That's the only that's the only time we did it. Which one is that? I need on? Nora in the cryo chamber. Oh uh, yeah, I, I, that's me too. That's. <laughs> I mean, I like Bruce Wayne's great too. I wouldn't like to say maybe we sculpted a Bruce Wayne figure that's sitting around the office already, but maybe. You got the unmasked for the uh, the expansion yeah. pack, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I think I've seen people pop that onto like I, those expansions. So those expansion packs with all the heads and everything, I actually really like that addition to the line. It, it, it extends the play pattern. They're super fun. All those little pitch pieces and dude edging getting there. I, I was really, I, I was, the funnest part about that was when we got the style guys working on all the heads. And you look at all the Batman expressions, it's all the same. Like, he's like grumpy, grumpy, grumpier, <laughs> angry. I'm like, okay. We <laughs> but like the Joker and the Harley expressions were great. Like they're yeah, all these awesome. crazy heads that we had to pick from. So that was, that was a super fun project. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, to, like you said, you got so many figures on that line out. And then when you started showing off that you're going to do expansion packs, I think people started freaking out about yeah, that. Yeah, those are super cool. Yeah, because the, the Harley, the Joker, the Bat- the Batman is the coolest one, I think, because, like you said, I, the animated series is the only time when I think there's so many expressions had, had been made on his face. Mm. So now that you have that and the ability to kind of make, you know, you have the option of using that is, is, is a big deal for a lot of like. Yeah, and I'm glad you like the Bat Cycle because that was another one the design department pushed really hard for. Right. It's, it's so iconic. Those expression that? packs. Uh, those expression packs got hard to find. Uh, oh. you, you can't get those around anymore. Uh, I actually just heard that recently from a few a number of people that we sell to. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there, there's a specifically a DC artist, Brad Walker, uh, has has been uh, on the hunt. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. Hopefully, you guys can take care of him. <laughs> Is that that he's looking for the Joker? Uh, yeah, I think he was looking for the Joker. Yeah, well, those sell for like double, sometimes triple, like on, I don't understand how Amazon does that, but yeah, I'll see them on Amazon. For well, he can't have mine because mine's in my office, so too bad. <laughs> Keep looking. Yeah, <laughs> it up. Um, what, what is, uh, something that you personally have, like either in your office or at home that you guys have done that you just can't stop looking at and you're like, oh my God, I'm so glad we did that or so proud of that. <laughs> Bombshells, maybe. The bombshells, I mean, they are great. We were so happy we got to produce that line. I mean, that was a That was really your baby, right? Thing. Was that? Was that wasn't that your baby, that line? Yeah, we actually it's funny, we pitched that line to our bosses in New York before we moved here twice. Yeah. That was actually presented way a long time ago. And we had met and I we had met Aunt Lucia Bryan Walters, who's the art director on the project, and I had met 
Aunt Lucia, I don't know, seven or nine years ago, whatever. We thought his work was really nice, but we didn't want to do with it. We pitched the bombshells and we liked it. We pitched it again, nobody liked it, which happens in the in the toy and statue world. We moved out here, and I remember when we showed up, I'll never forget that meeting when it went up on the board and we're like, Brian had um, changed the design aesthetic and some other stuff to update it a bit. And we put it up on the board and Jeff Johns was running the department time. He walks through, he's like, that's it, go. Like, that, <laughs> it was literally a two-second approval. Yeah. He's like, that's freaking great, blah, blah, blah. And then we reached back out to Ant and we gave him a ton of information. Like we had, we knew what we wanted to do with it right from the beginning. So Brian and I had actually went, gone shopping and bought like art books and all this other stuff. We piled up a bunch of information and then and gave it to Ant. We're like, here you go. Now do you <laughs> and make these things great, which he did. But um, I do switch up the displays in my office once in a while uh, because we, you know, we've worked on so many great things. The Rick Baker bust is hard for that Joker thing that we did. <laughs> That thing's hard to stop staring at because it stares right back at you. Right. So that, <laughs> yeah. I, that, that was a, that, that's a big place in my office. That's pretty that's a pretty interesting one. Yeah. You're um, the Joker guy, apparently. Well, yeah, you, you were in there early. Right. Yeah. yeah so, so you're like so many different Jokers and stuff like that. I do move them around once in a while. Yeah. But the uh, I, I, that was such a cool, big project that we don't normally do. So my answer for today will be the Rick, Joker, the Rick Baker Joker. Okay. So that thing's very awesome. It's, it's Halloween, right? So. Oh, uh, yeah. Almost. Of course. Um, let me ask some of the Bat Force guys. What are some of the favorite things that you guys have in your collection that they've worked on here? Uh, hmm. My first thing, I I have a lot of black and whites, but I have to lean into the animated series line because I have I have every single piece that's come out so far. And uh, I want to commend you guys because over the last couple of years, you have crossed off most of the items that were on our wish list for the animated <laughs> Ooh, series well, that's line. A, that's yep. impressive. But yeah. There were a couple of things that like we were spitballing ideas for things that we wanted to see in the line. And you guys hit some of the ones like Grey Ghost and Phantasm. But we had an idea that I maybe you guys have thought of it, but we haven't seen anything on it yet. We wanted to see some iconic scenes from the animated series recreated with figures. So mm-hmm. like uh, the the table from Almost Got Him with all the all the rogues Ooh, sitting yeah. around the table playing poker. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, the scene like Harley with Batman uh, hanging from his feet over the tank. So, oh, yeah. maybe, you know, that that's just uh, another wish. They're roasting Batman on the electric chair and, and then uh, the Joker pulls out like a, a hot a Frank on a stick to roast it or something like that. You know, oh, that they, might be from I forgot what episode. That's funny. Actually, that should have been, <laughs> been the accessory pad. That would have been pretty good. Oh, <laughs> Hot dog for Batman. <laughs> yeah, I'm not kidding when I say, Jim, That's we've literally thing. had a checklist on papers before with, like, things that we've, like, dreamed of you guys doing. And then little by little, like, we've been checking off, like, oh, my God, they did it. Oh, my God, they did it. Oh, my God, Greg Ghost. You know, that kind of thing. I think the biggest one for most people was either the Batmobile or the Batwing. That We got a lot of oh, my God moments out of those two things because it's funny. Even that Batmobile that we did, if you actually – I remember at the time we had it printed out to not a 3D printout, but on paper to actually, if you look at the beginning of the show, that Batmobile is like 20 feet. Long. It's, just, it's yeah. like super long. And we actually tried to recreate it at that size. We're like, no way. That's, that's not happening. Yeah. So we basically took what we thought was a logical size, which is still pretty big. Batmobile would be because you know, the, the, the front of the car is like two cars long. So, um, 
that was pretty fun. And it's, it's funny about the dioramas because we had built a lot of those pieces for set pieces at shows. Like you said, I think there's like, there's like a Joker fat thing yeah. that we made. And we've um, you know made a couple things like that for display. And we did have a lot of people asking, why don't you just make this? Um, again, it just boiled down to pricing at the yeah. end of the day. That's um, a very specific um, item to make that a very specific group will probably get. Right. But the line, you know, that we sold the line in as episode specific. Because when you look at all the figures, they all come with stuff from that episode. That was all, you know, that was a... We thought it distinguished it a little bit from the Mattel toys and, and the ones that came out a long time ago, which I love because I, I have all those. And, um, yeah. I, the I, original I, line? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have all yeah. those as well, Jim. There you go. Yay. <laughs> yeah, those things were great. I mean, I bought all those when they came out. I thought they were freaking cool. Yeah. And the chat, the fact that we got to go back and redo those all with – I mean, just just better technology now than it used to be right. back, are back there, then. Are there plans to get any of those, like, Batman weird costume designs going forward? Or uh, we, we actually have prototyped those around the office. I don't know when – they would be released, but we have a lot of those painted up. Yeah. Whoa. That's pretty big. <laughs> say, that's a lot of cool say stuff no more. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I just don't know. There's a lot of cool ways to approach that line uh, if we can keep going forward. But right now we're focusing on the um, the new version we're doing with the newer characters in that, you know, that, new that Batman animated style. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to continue down that road for now. And as you can see, we've been reissuing some of the older figures with the um, – they're going to come with a little bit of the cell shading deco on them so we think that's a good i mean a lot of people missed them the first time around right so yeah. we're like well if we get you know that way we're not we're not um crushing ourselves with expensive manufacturing so we can say hey these are here mm -hmm. but we're going to reissue them like this like i don't know if you guys saw the ones um there was a line that came out of the villains that were only in that arc of the in the uh the yeah station. the lit up the, yeah yeah so we yeah, went yeah. back we, we sat there with the toys in front of all our computer monitors like well, what, what color is this thing, actually? Because you cannot believe the debates and the fights we had around here about the deco on those things. First of all, everybody's computer monitors, you know, they're all calibrated differently, right? So you bring it home mm -hmm. and you look at it, oh, that's the wrong color blue. And you come back to the office and you're like, oh, that looks pretty close. We watched it on big TV screens here trying to figure it out. So we felt we came up with, at the time, the most accurate colors we could get. And then we also had the style sheets from the animators, you know, so we looked at all that stuff. And then when we wanted to reissue, those figures were, like, impossible to get. Like, you have to go buy the, the Gotham City uh, pack that came out with Montoya in it. I mean, the police station, right. which was super cool. But it's it like got, 600 bucks now. Yeah, yeah, so, exactly. So that limits it to a very few amount of people. So we're like, all right, it's not really cool if you've been, a, like you said, you've got them all. And it's not really cool for a collector to just not be able to get these if they just can't go spend $600 right. to all go right. get this stuff. So we went back and we... We redid the colors of Killer Crocs a little bit lighter. And so also, we want to make sure if you bought the first ones, you know you have the first ones. So this is okay. the second. Uh, like the same with the Batman black and white statues. The second editions always have a white base. Mm. Before you know what, you yeah. jumped into that thing and you bought the first ones. There's no way you're going to mix up a second edition for a first one. Mm. Look, I, I'm a collector. You guys are all collectors. I mean, when I buy something, I'm not saying, like, I'm not hoping one day it goes for a million dollars on the secondary market. So I do think it's important for collectors to know when they're buying a first edition of whatever, that's the first edition and that's the end of the run. Right. So we don't just go back and reissue stuff. They're painted. The paints are different. Um, so we thought that was a way to, to distinguish it. 
Yeah, sure. Yeah, with the with the black and white statues, typically the differences are uh, the white base. Uh, usually, the second edition has not the comic accurate uh, symbol on the chest, and sometimes uh, the the paint isn't as uh, as dark. Yeah, we've actually uh, played around with a, a lot of different ways to distinguish those. Yeah, that's funny about the bat logo because that has been a point of contention on those frequently. But the first edition always has whatever the artist wanted to draw. Cool. So it doesn't matter if it's an official bat logo or some weird one that he was just happened to. Because there's, there's like a million bat logos that are actually that have appeared in the comics. Like, you know, Kelly Jones' Batman logo looks different than Jim Lee's logo. Mm. And then Sam Keith's Batman was this crazy. Even the Tony Millionaire Batman that we did has a really weird logo on it. So, but when we go back and we use them, we think that is a point of distinction. And that was a good thing to point out that we'll sometimes switch up the logo or the colors will be either darker or lighter than the first edition. The Libra Mayo Joker, we did two of those. And there's a, the first one's much darker. The second one, is more, it's more gray color. <laughs> so just to make sure you know it's different than the first time. That's Because they are yeah. limited. You know, the statues are limited ones. They're not, like, we're not making 10 million statues. I think it might have been on the one of the Bermejo um, White Knight statues that, mm. like, the, the second edition came out, and you were like, oh, my God, okay, I kind of even prefer that one. <laughs> that that like, can also happen. You yeah. know, I don't know if it was the color scheme was a little bit different, but I remember seeing something like that and being like, okay, well, you know, you want to get the first edition. Was like that. The, Batman who last, the, the Batman who last yeah, second Batman. edition oh, yeah. has that, uh, that gloss on it, and it looks really good. Okay, yeah. funny, that was another design team fight oh yeah because suddenly it's metallic it's not really batman black and white it's batman uh, black gray and oh like bright silver right so we had a big discussion about well we can do that i mean look that guy's color scheme is basically that anyway right, right. yeah he's, I like, know. He's, he's got a red mouth and a white face and then he's basically just black and silver and it's dark knight's metal yeah, right. The line and that's what we, yeah, that's the other reason we thought we could get away with it. That's cool. But again, that's the kind of stuff you can't believe the debates we have around here about just something simple yeah. like that. But we just thought it looked really cool. We had we did the paint mask. Like, man, that's pretty sweet. Right. Um, guys, you got Jim Fletcher on the line. Any last requests that he has to make? Yes. Uh, reissue Freeze with a Nora 2 pack. Got that one already. <laughs> yep. He's writing it down, guys. And then uh, has there ever been a discussion about a Kelly Jones line? Oh, a line. I do love – okay, Kelly Jones is one of my personal favorite Batman artists. The Batman Black and White of Kelly Jones we did was freaking amazing. Right. I love that piece. Yeah. And then we did and then we did a um, and we did a Bane as well out of that thing. Oh, my God, that Bane. Yeah, that Bane's that crazy. Bane. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I was afraid he wasn't going to fit on the base, but he's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, we'll, pro we'll, we'll probably revisit Kelly Jones – Again, I just don't know when. I mean, the designer series toy line, I don't know if it would show up there, but you know, we have the designer series statue lines. We have, mm. There's more Batman black and white. I mean, he drew a lot of Batman. Yeah. Mm. Um, so if you're a Kelly Jones fan, I'm going to say you will see something at some point. Ooh. What I what I was liking is um the uh the you know how they started the the Jason Fabic line, and I think they have like deceased head swaps now or the new ones coming oh, yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Like I like that direction in terms of Batman action figures that are based on um 
you know, individual artists' comic book work, and like yeah. to see more of that would be awesome. Like because there's, there's just such a pantheon of fucking Batman artists in his mythology. Everyone yeah, from crazy. you know, there's so many, and like I love to see when it jumps off the page. I do want to commend you guys because the do we discuss the Batman TMNT line? Do we go into that too much? Mm-hmm. We have not talked about uh, that. <laughs> that There's is so amazing. much. You guys make too much. That, I, I love that. I cartoon love that. fucking accurate. They are jumping right out of the animated yeah. film. So not good. All, not all those too, Jim. Yeah, me too. Yeah, those are really cool. We, that was, and yeah, we don't usually get to play outside our wheelhouse because yeah. we're part of DC. Like when we did Warcraft, that was a little different. But Mike Carlin, who works here, showed us that stuff early and said, "Hey guys, they're making this." movie we're like what (laughs) turtles what (laughs) so we talked to nickelodeon they were on board of us doing it and uh those those toys came out great so good super excited about those things like those were hard to get to to be able to translate it that well from cartoon to act three-dimensional action figures amazing and now the batman line and the tmnt line meshing together just looks so good so that's a really great line that uh has been flying off the shelves too recently so uh, yeah, the, the convention that. exclusive blew out of Comic Con, which didn't surprise me particularly. The so. Mikey dressed up as Batman. Yeah. So good. That's so cool. I love that. Yeah, thing. so That's funny. Really cool. Mm. So funny. We've seen a couple of people uh, be really creative on on um, what you know. There's a shot where it's it's Mikey as Batman, and then it's the animated series Batman like horrified that he's wearing his cowl. Uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Really yeah. great shot. Some amazing. Some that. of the toy photography that's out there is unbelievable i i'm the stuff people are doing is just crazy with with the toy photography that i've seen online yeah it's amazing so good um jim i want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk talk to us today like i said we've been you've been our number one guy for a very long time we got into doing this podcast specifically because we collected the toys and the statues and to have you on now you just had your milestone 100 black and white. This is a definite milestone for us. Have you on That's the podcast? Cool. So anytime you want to come back on, doors always open. You let me know. Um, well, I'll be back in New York for Toy Fair. Oh, cool! So I can I can hook up with my New York pal over there. There you go. All right. <laughs> <Hell> <laughs> you yeah. There it is. We and can then, drop f bombs and eat pizza the whole. Yo, I, I am going to bring you, bro. I'm going to bring you Rose's pizza and Martha's cupcakes, man. You you're gonna have a good day. Don't worry about it, Jim. We take <laughs> we take care of our own, baby. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah man kicking it east coast all right thank you thank you so much jim uh we really appreciate it thanks again hey that's awesome the, the I, always owe you, and I owe you that question for your next guest oh yeah yeah what so, so what would you like to leave for the next guest i have no idea who it, did joe know it was going to be me i don't think he did yeah, did yeah he? no i we we did tell him uh ah. now let's see i think i, feel like I, I could tricked. probably tell you Ooh, our Jim next leave, guest bro. Our next, yeah, our next guest is either Lee or it's going to be Jorge Fornes. Oh, Lee Bromeo? No, uh, Lee oh. Gill from the Joker movie. Oh, that's good. The actor. Huh. That's a, wow. That's Let's a, get a Jorge Fornes black and white. Uh, yes. That's not a question, though. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think, Tom, do you, do you think, uh, do you think we're going to have Lee on before November 9th? That's when we got uh, Jorge on. Do you remember what date I I can't even remember the date I gave you. Was it this not this Saturday, it's next Saturday or Sunday? I'll just do a rando question. Yeah, something that'll appeal to everybody. Uh, everybody? Not something that'll appeal to everybody. Wow. I something that'll scare spot. most people. <laughs> <laughs> something that would scare most people. I mean it's good for Halloween, right? We're kind of yeah. in the mode there, I guess. Uh what okay? What when you were a kid? What was your worst Halloween costume you had to wear around? 
your neighborhood. They, oh, man, that's a good one. What, what was yours? <laughs> well, they were always brilliant. So I, I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, my favorite one, I was actually, my mom made me this really badass pirate costume. I'd have like the, the, the tin foil sword on a piece of cardboard. I got a lot of candy that year, man. That was awesome. sweet. That's awesome. My worst one. Wow, what was my worst one? I, don't know. I do like Halloween. I don't. I'm not sure I had a bad one because Halloween's kind of like my jam. So I there you know. go. I don't know. Like Amanda, you've been here for years. No bad ones yet, right? Yeah. Well, last. Oh year. well. Oh now, now I'm getting oh, well. That's nice. Uh-oh. Shut up. Okay. This is a great way to end it. Then before I start playing. So, <laughs> thanks again. Thank you, Jim, so much for having us. And uh, yeah, we'll have to have you back. All right. We just got to make your friends jealous with that photo of you. Let's go. Let's go do it. Sorry, guys. <laughs> oh my god! Oh man, greasy pizza fingers all over Jim stuff. Like it? Don't, <laughs> even, watch Don't right. even watch those hands. They're toys. All right, thanks, Jim. <laughs> all right, guys. All right, man. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Jim. Thank you. We love thanks, you, bro. Jim. Thank yep. you. All right, man. See you soon. Hey, Gotham dwellers, make sure to stop everything right now and subscribe to Bat Force Radio. We can be found on iTunes and SoundCloud. Don't miss out. Guaranteed to satisfy all of your Batman and DC needs.